Welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith, an author, ministry leader, and biblical healing coach. But more importantly, I'm a wife and a mom, just like many of you. Listen, if you're looking for real, authentic talk, you've came to the right place. In this space, you will discover a friend who will connect with your heart as I share my own personal stories and cover many relatable topics. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. I see you. God sees you. And through biblical content, I will teach you how to leave your pain in the past, receive the gift of whole healing, and soar into purpose. So, are you ready to be restored and become all God created you to be? We are going to trade those ashes for beauty. Let's jump into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I'm Jeannie Smith, your host. So today I want to talk with you about something that is probably very relevant to many of us, and that is pain that develops from our childhood when there's an absent father. But better, I want to talk with you about how to overcome, and I'm going to give you three steps that I believe will be foundational in your overall healing. So let's talk a little bit about my story as an example, and we're going to focus mostly on the image of the father because it is foundational in our upbringing and many of us did not have this godly influence and still so many homes are missing it today. So for my season of childhood, I like to think of it as the wasted years because here's the deal. I often dreamt of a perfect family. I remember one time in particular staring out the window of the school bus as it approached my stop. I was eager to get inside and tell my parents about my day. I ran through the yard with my backpack swinging from side to side, hoping that my parents would meet me at the front door. But this perfect family that I dreamt of never existed. No one met me at the front door, only the evidence of a dysfunctional family. Sin and alcohol found its way into my family's life, and it caused us to be very broken and divided. And as a result, my parents divorced when I was at an early age of about 11 years old. And my dad? He became even more absent from my life. My mom worked hard to provide for her children. Unfortunately, the financial demands of being a single parent caused her career to steal most of her time. And as a result, we did not spend that much time together. And for years, I watched other families function and I listened to my friends brag about how they were daddy's little girl. And what was that? I didn't understand what that was, but I wanted to. I didn't understand why my life could not be like theirs. And so something began to grow in my heart, and that something was resentment. Resentment grew in my heart about the life that I had been given. Thankfully, through this transition, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother. I would not trade one single moment we spent together for all the warm sand on the Carolina beaches. And let me tell you, I love some warm sand on the beaches. But she taught me so many things. But the most important was who God was. She taught me how to worship and pray. And I was convinced that nobody loved the Lord as she did. And I'm so very thankful for my grandmother's presence in my life. It was such a gift because she planted a seed that grew me into the woman Christ wanted me to be, even today. But at that time, even though I had memorized all the books of the Bible, I lacked the true meaning of Christianity. 
I thought it was all about a list of things I couldn't do. Very similar to what religion looks like today. Religion has hurt so many people, and I didn't know how to have a personal and intimate relationship with Christ or how to follow him, because it's all about a relationship with Christ. If I had had an intimate relationship with Christ back then, I'm certain my decisions would have looked differently, but I didn't. And eventually, going to church became something I did mostly because it was expected of me. And soon, I found other things to occupy my time on Sundays, and I became engulfed by the world. By the age 15, I was experiencing the taste of alcohol and enjoying attention from the opposite sex. I recognized the attention I was getting was filling a need, and I became hungry for more. I did not know it at the time, but I was trying to replace that male companionship that was missing from my life that should have been filled by my dad. Through counseling, I learned that among teenage females, parental divorce has been associated with lower self-esteem sexual activity, delinquent behaviors, and more difficulty establishing a gratifying, lasting relationship with the opposite sex. Unfortunately, I experienced all of these things, and they continued to bring hardship in my life. As a female, I needed my father to be involved in my life. My desire to be valued as a daughter seemed to be a key element in developing the confidence that I was indeed loved. I turned my pain inward and I felt I was not pretty enough, athletic enough, or smart enough to be loved. Other studies have shown that many young girls experience an appetite for males following a divorce because girls need a father in their lives who is attentive and loving. I once heard fatherhood described as a security blanket. I love that because without this blanket, girls go astray. They become emotionally dependent on others for the lack of love and the masculine example fathers should have provided. The need of influence from a father is even greater now because of the exposure to our sad culture. And a young girl needs to be fulfilled at home and covered with her security blanket so she is not tempted to taste the evils of the world that are all around her every day. I love my family very much, and I am not in any way trying to put blame on them for my choices. They were my choices alone. We have free will. And actually, I thank God for my family because it was all part of his plan to shape me into the woman he desired me to be so that I could fulfill my purpose. I only share all these details with you so you have a good understanding of who I was and the circumstances that surrounded me that I believe influenced some of my choices. The next few years brought more temptation and trouble. I began driving and introduced myself to freedom. My mom lost control and my respect. And because my father was absent, there was no one there to help her enforce any discipline in the home. So partying became a way of life for me, hanging out with my friends, having a good time. And during this season, I decided that I would take my relationships with boys one step further. And I began having unprotected sex. I thought, why not? I had no fear of any consequences. Now, we know that sin compiles upon sin. So once this started happening, the downward spiral began. And as I mentor and counsel young girls today, I can almost immediately discern that there is a father absent in their life. They carry brokenness, unworthiness, and many are not interested in a relationship with God at all. Why? Because by nature, our earthly fathers were created to be an image, an example of our heavenly father. 
So when that image figure is distorted, it becomes damaging in our lives and it pushes us away from the very one we need to draw close to, and that is God. So here are just a few of the lies we begin to believe. God is just like my father. I am not worth loving. God cannot meet my needs. I must fulfill my own emotional needs. We battle these lies because our needs were not met by our earthly father. And when there is an emotional detachment from the father, we will fill that void with the wrong things and the wrong people. And unfortunately, we know that there are many out there that will take full advantage of a young woman that is not being shepherded at home. So what does the young woman need then from her father? She needs involvement. She needs demonstration of a healthy marriage. She needs support. She needs trust. She needs unconditional love. She needs a strong spiritual leader. And she needs a positive role model. Daughters want to be known by their dads. And they want to know their dads. Now, we've talked a lot about how young girls are affected, but we need to make this content very general because the truth is, Children from fatherless homes are more likely to become poor, become involved in drug or alcohol abuse, drop out of school, and suffer from health and emotional problems. Boys are more likely to become involved in crime, and girls are more likely to become pregnant as teens. Well, that's part of my story. So this is very personal for me because I have seen this come alive in my own family, and there has been much suffering and pain. Both me and my brother suffered from child development because of an absent father. Now, when I say absent, I mean that in two forms, okay? A father could be physically absent from the home, but he could also be living in the home and be emotionally and spiritually absent. And in both cases, they lead to damage. Now, we could go on and on talking about the impacts of a missing father, but God... But God, friend, it's time to flip the flow and start talking about some good stuff now. So did you know that no matter what your background and circumstances are, that there is an amazing father to the fatherless? Psalm 68, 5 tells us there is a father of the fatherless and protector. His heart is to show orphans mercy, care, and protection because we are all so essential to him and loved by him. And here's the compelling truth. That means that all of us have a perfect father in heaven and that none of us are fatherless. Glory! Now, I realize even though that may be comforting, that still doesn't take care of any childhood pain. So let's talk about that a little bit. How do we overcome? I told you I was going to give you three steps. So here it is. I'm going to give you three steps and explain each one. Number one, make a list or consider ways that your earthly father is different than your heavenly father. Everyone's relationship with their earthly father is different, so our list would look different. But our heavenly father does not ever change. So here is some scriptures for you to look up as you do this activity. Ephesians 4, 6. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all in all. Matthew 23, 9. And do not call anyone on earth Father, for you have one Father, and He is in heaven. Ephesians 1, 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. 
Malachi 2.10 Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Isaiah 64.8 You are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. Okay, here's number two. Release. I love that word. Release your earthly father from expectations. Release him from not meeting your needs because he simply was not able. Have you ever researched his past, his father, his childhood? Because history can repeat itself. Generational sins can be carried down if we don't know how to overcome them or break the vicious cycle. So what I mean is a father who neglects his children may have also been neglected himself and it is all he knows how to do. Now, that is no excuse because he could have chosen to take a different path, but sometimes individuals are so broken or so unequipped that they are just not able to. Listen, they need Jesus just like we do. They need healing themselves and a godly mentor speaking into their lives. They need grace. I recall a season when I had not heard from my dad in a really long time. And then one day I got a call from him and it was quite strange. As he talked, I realized it was some sort of goodbye message, goodbye call, and he was very emotional. I began to ask some questions and I discovered that he was in a health crisis and he was not able to get some health care and medications that he needed and these things were critical for him to stay alive. So in essence, he had given up. During that call, my heart reflected on all the wasted years, the lost years that me and my dad could have had building a relationship. It reflected upon how I needed him and he wasn't there and now he needed me. I worked in healthcare and I knew I could help him. What was I to do? As I pondered these thoughts, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I heard grace. Extend my grace to him now or he may never know it. I will never forget this moment because it was a crazy crossroad for me. I was able to help my dad and the gift from that was that he discovered the love of his daughter and it opened up a beautiful opportunity for us to begin building a relationship that I longed for. And in that moment, I chose to release everything from the past and extend a picture of God's grace. Now, number three is to focus on the good. Sometimes we just need a new perspective. And if we commit to focusing on the good things about our earthly father, even if there are only a few or, okay, maybe even one, then the positive thoughts will begin to cancel out the negative thoughts. So it's a habit that we need to develop. Now, I understand that there are some things that require forgiveness and forgiveness is reserved for deep hurts. And in these cases, it is necessary for you to forgive because the benefactor to forgiveness is you and you alone. But we're going to talk a lot about forgiveness in a future show. So just hang on. Today, I'm just giving you little steps to consider and apply. Today, this show is about introducing you to your Heavenly Father. It's about introducing you to His marvelous, loving character that never changes. So, do you know Him? Because He makes Himself known to us through Scripture. My Father is gracious, accepting, loving, forgiving, kind, giving, compassionate, 
understanding, comforting, caring, nurturing. That is who my father is. He is Jehovah Rapha, my healer. He is Jehovah Nissi, my banner. He is Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. He is El Roy, the God who sees. He is Adonai, our Lord. He is Abba, our Papa. He is our Redeemer. He is our forgiveness. He is El Shaddai, Almighty God, and God that is more than enough. You see, each of God's names reveal a defining quality of his nature and character. Something that I learned is that God reveals his names to his children as they need them, and sometimes that's in the deepest crisis. There are so many wonderful names that you can search and discover on your own. But as we get ready to close out our time today, I want you to consider who you need your Heavenly Father to be to you right now in this moment. And then I want you to claim your Heavenly Father's name over your circumstances. Because your Father sees you worthy. You are worthy, you are loved, and you are significant. You are chosen, and you are His beloved, and you are the apple of His eye. And if you have never received Him as your Lord and Savior, if you cannot claim this Heavenly Father that I'm speaking to you about today, as your Redeemer, then friends, the most important thing that I can do with you right now is to extend that opportunity because it is the greatest gift that you will ever receive. So if that person is you, let me just pray with you. You can just simply repeat after me. Father God, I confess my sins. Forgive me of my sins. And I ask that you would come into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. I choose this day to love you, to honor you, and to serve you, and to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if that was you, you just made the greatest decision of your life, and we celebrate with you. And for all my other listeners, let me just pray over you. Father, I pray for everyone listening today that they will embrace and understand your love for them. You are the ultimate parent. You are our father, our mother, you're everything we need you to be. Thank you, Lord, that you do not leave us as orphans, but that you come to us. Lord, I lift up those listening that do not have an earthly dad because of death, divorce, or other circumstances. And whenever they feel alone, may they encounter your presence. May they stand on your promises and your name and remain confident that you are there in the midst of their pain and their circumstances. May they be filled with hope and may your blessings and favor be upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, it's time to go. I hope you have been inspired today. Make sure to listen all the way to the end so you will know how to find me. Love you bunches and don't forget, live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered in the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered in the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. 
I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Thank you.